episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. The Queens got roasty toasty as they were given the special recognition of the Kennedy Davenport Center Honors. So who toasted perfectly and who got burnt? It's time to discuss it all things Drag Race All-Star 7. And joining me is someone who never misses a chance to roast a bitch. Emmy Great. Uh, How are you? I am doing great. I am out here in New Jersey celebrating my birthday a month late with my best friend, Poison Envy. We she love Poison Envy. Come say hi. Hello, Cameo. Hello. I heard you haven't seen the episode yet. I haven't seen any of the episodes yet. <laughs> I am actually. Wow. Are, what? Are you too booked and blessed and busy and you just, or you just hate Drag Race? No, I'm just, I'm a little bit in drag, drag race jet lag, but also, like, I'm just too busy working at the spa and keeping my complexion smooth. She also just yeah, had There it is. I also did just move, yeah. And I'm also living for the first time. Nice. Well, boys, and you'll have to come on for another um, iteration of Drag Race where you can start from the beginning. I mean, Drag Race Down Under is coming back. I, I know we're all maybe enthused. We'll see. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll oh. find out. Oh, so, God. Poison Envy work, works at a Korean spa. Mm-hmm. Best friends with a Burmese person. Uh, what a, a lives in an Indian neighborhood. And so she was talking about what to claim next. Why don't you have her for Drag Race Philippines? There it <laughs> is. That's perfect. That, that There it goes. Wow. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a fun podcast. I'm excited. Emmy, how are you? I haven't I haven't spoken to you in a bit. We haven't I haven't I, I have been while. going through it, which is why I am out here for a little break. And I'm glad I'm hanging out with you on my little break. Yeah, um, I'm I'm excited okay. to have you. I have really been enjoying watching this season. And originally this was on my list of work-related things to do, but it really doesn't feel like it. It feels like talking yeah. to a friend. Yeah. I don't even consider this work for me. It's a fun time talking shit. And it's a roast. Um, yeah, it is. It's, we are going to be roasty toasty. Um, so yeah, enjoying the season. Any anything stick out? Are you? Do you feel like the season should have ended already, or are you, are you okay with how long it's been going? I'm okay going longer. I would actually take like five more episodes. All this right. It has been very good. I I say it has been awe-inspiring not just awe-inspiring to see all these drag superstars really come together and not necessarily show what they do best but they get to experiment and showcase different aspects of their talents absolutely yeah i think that's the exciting part like obviously uh, I don't want every season of Drag Race to have no eliminations, but I enjoy getting the, to see the lesser stakes for these winners who are just here to have fun. Yeah. All right. Well, let's dive into this episode. And Monet got a star. She finally has joined the Multiple Star Club. She's not going to say two as to not diminish her success, but she's only got two. 
Uh, she wants to be the bitch who has the most stars. Um, she was just waiting for the end. This was all part of her plan from the beginning. Sure. Sure, Jan. The girls are congratulated on the first sure. ever spoken word lip sync. What did you think about the spoken word lip sync? Uh, Monet absolutely owns that lip sync. Yes. And I consider myself a very good lip syncer. I have kind of tried to tackle that lip sync. It is very challenging. I have a brunch co-host who does that on a regular basis. Very on point, extremely impressive. Um, <clears throat> You're not even going to shout her out and give her a name drop? Oh, Nancy No Good. I'm so sorry. You love her. <laughs> um, so Jinx also got all the words, but the difference, I would say, I, I haven't seen people talk about this yet, which is why I'm sharing this. Jinx was having too much fun and did not have a, an ounce of malice in her acting for the sure. lip sync. You need a high, high level of malice for this lip sync because you yeah, are I think, really... I, I think if you, Monet if you have watched you... the video clip, you would know. Right. Julia Sugarbaker waits for someone to leave the room so she could close the door corner Marjorie Lee Winnick and deliver this speech in her face, even though she is actually shorter than Marjorie Lee Winnick. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think they both had different approaches. Um, and Monet also brought a bigger performance comparatively. Um, yes. She definitely and also had those the fact that her New York dragisms. Her outfit was also <laughs> very, uh, it's very drag. It's yes. solid yellow, bright color. And it's very geometric, so all attention goes to her. Now, if you had to compete in a lip sync battle of a spoken word monologue, what would you like it to be? Oh, God. What's um, in your repertoire? I actually have something in my repertoire where I recite a poem, but it's a lip sync of an English actor reading a poem. Okay. And then going into a song. All right. Um, okay. Okay. So if it's poetry, I think I could manage. You got poetry. All right. All right. Well, Trinity wanted to do this performance very badly, even though she doesn't look like she was dressed for it. And Raja, she got plunged and she's now going to learn there is no secret to the motherfucking plunger. Uh, they kept this secret so well, she's going to be pissed. And she is. Uh, she won't even talk to them. She walks away. She is a woman scorned. She's been humiliated in public. Shame on them. This was silly. But honestly, if they do this twist again, there will actually be a secret to the plunger. Yes. Um, I really love Raja at the beginning of episodes because she really provides that post-blocking social yeah. interaction in a very camp uh, kind of designing women style delivery mm -hmm. even when she was like blocking other people and also now that she's been blocked herself the way she interacts with people absolutely and we all know this is shay's fault shay's the one who started it and this is all her part. uh maybe that's the karma why she only has one star that makes sense oh conspiracy well, theory as a Buddhist, I believe in karma. Maybe this is how it manifested for her. <laughs> awesome. Trinity is the keeper of the stars, as she is always the one to announce the star count. Jada and Jinx have three stars, with Jinx having one in fourth challenge. 
And Shay's like, who's counting? Who cares? There are only two more challenges until the Lala Perusa. And Shay only has one star. And by the looks of it, they believe that Jada and Jinx are in the top four. Mathematically, that would make sense. But mathematically, there are still two challenges to go. With two weeks left, it all comes down to the last two challenges. And Jinx says that her money is on Shay Kool-Aid to win two challenges in a row. And Monet's like, why not me? And Jinx is like, sure, that too. And she's like, oh, so now you're just handing out compliments? How cute. This is why you don't compliment anyone. Doesn't everyone yeah, expect one? I don't actually know how large that workroom is, but you really have to be careful what goes out of your mouth. Oh, true. Well, what's a girl got to do to get a legendary legend star? Asking for a Shay. What will be happening next is now the next day, and Trinity thinks it might be an arm wrestle or jello wrestle. How would you do in either of those challenges? Poorly. Well, I think I'll do okay, okay in arm. I think I'll do okay in arm wrestling. I think I will lose gracefully with jello. It's like okay, I'm here now. Okay. Um, so if it were, if the jello wrestling and the arm wrestling battle was you and Poison Envy, who would win? Oh. Uh, Poison Envy actually has done Jello wrestling, and I have oh, yeah? found the Jello wrestling gigs because All I'm right. like, no, not me, not the beautiful face. That's the money maker. Not the not the face, not the body, not the rhinestones. <laughs> well, Trinity just hopes whatever it is she can do. So Monet says, well, so it won't be walking and chewing gum challenge. <laughs> They're calling her dumb. The alarm sounds as Rue gets interrupted by the Kennedy Davenport, the Miss Kennedy Davenport, to announce that the Kennedy Davenport Center Honors is about to reveal who is getting inducted into the prestigious Hall of Shade. Now, for those who don't know, the Kennedy Center Honors is a yearly tradition where legends of music, film, TV, stage, dance, and more are honored with a little show featuring other famous people doing the work. I live for it every year. It's one of my favorite times to see celebrities um, get to watch their careers passed by their eyes um every december and um I, I thought this was a cute little play on words are you a fan of the kennedy center honors yes and no i've seen some amazing performances from the show but i don't necessarily wait for it like an award yeah. show but also to be honest i don't necessarily wait for any award shows either yeah uh the only thing i probably look forward to avidly and it hasn't even been the case for the past few years is eurovision in the halftime show. Um, I love Eurovision. I am so excited for Eurovision Latin America. Um, I am excited to see what that's going to be. Um, I love Eurovision. Why did the USA fuck it up so badly? The American Song Contest. Woo. So bad. E even Kelly Clarkson and the Snoop Dogg could not save. Yeah, they couldn't even save it. It's because they didn't, they try to make it their own thing. You don't try to make it your own thing. You do Eurovision. You make it super stupid, campy, and fun, and we'll have fun too. I think it was a little too straight culture. It was. I knew the second um, Oklahoma performed on that night one, I was like, she wins. This is the most Eurovision song. And look who was right again. Me, she wins. Uh, anyway, that's a, whole different, that's a whole different podcast. But Rue is going to arrive wearing yellow pants and red shoes so she is ketchup and mustard because um are we just running out of clothes to put rupaul in actually i'm not mad at these weird outfits she's been putting on it's so much fun that's it's you kind of, though you would wear like, weird outfits too 
it's kind of like the winners are also dressing up even out of drag. I I can't believe everyone has makeup on for their conventions. Oh, of course they do. They, are you kidding me? The amount of work those bitches have had. Oh God, I personally I hate wearing makeup unless I'm going to be seen and heard on stage. Well, I guess they're being seen and heard in the convention, so I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Well, Ru tells them that for this week's Max Challenge, they will be doing a roast of each other. They will get to workshop their roast material with Ross Matthews and stand-up comedian Solomon Giorgio. Are you familiar with their work? Because I am not. Me neither. Okay. Usually with comedians, when Dragway says some name, and if I find them funny, I end up looking them up. Right. Um, and they're going to have extra special guest judge Ronan Farrow. Um, I think he's so adorable. I've followed him for many, 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 many years. Is he? Um, oh, fully. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know he was. Oh yeah, yeah. He. Yeah. yeah. Um, for those who don't know, his dad may or may not be Woody Allen. I don't know. Paternity test. Blah 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 blah. Mia Farrow's his mom. Um, so there's that. <sighs> To decide the well, before we get into the how they decide the performing order, Emmy Great and Roasting is that a good combo? I say mean things about a lot of people, but I've actually bombed at like two different roasts. All right, why did you bomb? What happened? <laughs> uh, one is lack of preparation, and okay, two, first time lack of preparation, second time over preparing. Okay, okay, so are um, you better like both the times? Cuff? Both times, not enough confidence in myself to actually write and deliver what I've written. Fair. And fair, also fair. not manage to salvage or adapt in the moment. That fair, have, fair. Those have been my downfalls. Um, if I were to say, okay, on the spot, do a read of Poison Envy, would you be able to do one? I knew you were going to ask this. I try to think ahead. But uh, I've been hitting the panel a little too hard. That's all fine. Can, that's fine. All I can say is, Poison Ivy is such a skinny little bitch. I don't know where to go there. I mean, Poison Ivy is very easy to read. It's like reading a children's book. Um, I love that one. All right. To decide the performing order, they have to put their trust and thrust in the hands of the drag gods. And once again, they have to thrust into a balloon to determine their order and they will use the pit crew as their bouncing board of course, of, of, of sorts. Um, I would do so well this challenge, clearly. Uh, I, like, I would very I like this much- challenge, but I also feel like it's been, it's supposed to be something else and they just adapted to this. Oh yeah. Um, because I would this very is the same much- one they use for uh, season last 15. season, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Georges could not do it. And I was like, of course, because you're uh, actually bottom. Uh-huh. Um, I would love very much to put a balloon between me and Bryce, the pick remember. Um, he's such a cute little gay for pay. I love it. I love that he does the job and is so like okay with it. But hey, if you're okay with sexuality, but like it's the best place for you. Personally, for me, given my height, I will take George's. Thank you. Uh, no, I will take George's too. Oh I hope George's is listening. I hope George's is listening. George's, you can come on the podcast anytime you like. All right, so Jada goes first, and she is definitely not a top, but she does get into one try. She'll be going seventh. Trinity, she'll be going for a fifth. Jinx is a delicate flower, and she has never been a top, as she can't get the balloon to pop. Um, when she does, which is weird, pop, because a few fourth. episodes ago she was talking about being first. 
Yeah, she's That's the first annuity. bottom, maybe. Maybe, correct. Oh, yeah, the exchange is next, and she goes hard and gets confetti in her mouth. That's how hard she goes. She's going to be sixth. Evie is asked by Rue if she has any keys in her pocket, but the girls are going to tell her, no, no, that's not keys. Um, she throws hard to get second. Shay pops to reveal she is third, and we only have first and last, and let's see how this turns out for Raja. She has not seen a naked man or thrust herself into one in weeks. Also, me saying that is very depressing, so if anyone would like to help me change that. Um, but she's going to let her hair down, and she gets the coveted role of going first. The Vivian will go last, but she wants to make sure she gets to blank a balloon, and Rue is going to let her, and she's actually going to give pick remember Bryce some direction to spread the legs. Um, and there's her running order. Does it really matter? No. Did it waste time? Yeah. We love watching that. Yeah, we love it. All right, the queens are going to get to their station, and Jinx is already on a riding spree. She starts with Monet is so bald. How bald doesn't have is hair. she? She doesn't have hair. Zinger. <laughs> Um, stupid. Jinx says roasting is something she does. It's in her wheelhouse. And Jinx will do the proper thing and ask the room if there is anything off limits. And, you know, Trinity's going to tell her to go ham. Just a reminder to anyone, whoever does a roast, ever, ever, even in public, no matter what, you ask permission and you don't roast people who are not on the bill. Just a reminder. Because if you fucking try to roast me again, motherfuckers, not going to be good. Oh, the past. Remember the past. Remember the before times before COVID. That was a great time to be alive, wasn't it? Oh, man. I'm not so sure. <laughs> but it has gotten worse. Mm-hmm. Jinx has three stars and four wins. And now they're heading into monsoon territory. Uh, she's ready for this. I'm not saying that the show is like rigged, but they clearly know that you can't be Jinx Monsoon in a roast. I wasn't expecting a second comedy challenge. I thought it was going to be done with the um, graduation speeches because it's the inverse of a roast. Because it's kind of like you have to compliment. You can also read each other, but you have a specific goal and it's comedy and the specific occasion is graduation, which I thought was like a really clever way of adapting the roast for the all, I agree. all winter season. And then they're like, nope, we're still doing. I, I personally would have preferred a rusical here. I don't know why we don't have a rusical. Like, give me the rusical. Give me a live, give me a live singing. I know. Give me a live singing rusical. That's what I really want. Um, Maybe next week is a rusical. No, next Wait, week is the talent it? show. It's the talent show. Oh, next right. week. Yeah. Um, Jinx thinks that's going to be hard to write for the Vivian um, because the Viv believes it's because there's no more English jokes she can say about her. She's corrected them all. Um, no, it's because you suck, Vivian. That's why you can't write a joke about you because you suck. Give Davina her crown back. Thank you. Raja has pulled out a dictionary and thesaurus. I think that's smart, um, but I could not actually tell you the last time I had a hard copy of either of those. I think I used to have a dictionary app on my phone. I don't know if I still have it. Let's check. It, I mean, I, I don't yes, have an app as for a, it. As a, here may, this, is, this may be the case. Raja may not be the... the Raja may not be... My, excuse me. Raja may not speak English as a first language. That's very possible. Um, I actually don't know her backstory. Um, 
she is Indonesian. Uh, right. She came to the U.S. with her father, who is a preacher, I believe. So, like, she is culturally grounded in Southeast Asian culture. Mm-hmm. Right. Her upbringing was very Christian and also Southern California. Right, because I know, so, yes, I do remember... Yeah, I do remember that she did say she obviously graduated high school in the States, so... Um, yeah, it's very possible, very possible. Um, but yeah, I love the, the thesaurus and the dictionary. Those are very useful t- tools. Now they are just doorstops because you can use your phone and Google. Um, the Vivian calls herself a comedy queen, but her humor is British and it doesn't always translate to America. That being said, I adore British humor. So lay it on me hard. I love the British humor. I don't know why she has that concern. I feel like a lot of American humor... Is it's rooted in it, humor, but it's comparable. Absolutely, and Rue loves British humor. Like we obviously yeah. through UK, Rue like, loves if, that anything, kind of The humor. concern she should have is, uh, would RuPaul find this on par with the kind of British humor he she enjoys? Exactly. Raja says she has a great Vivian attic joke, to which she says she wants to laugh so hard she relapses. Funny. Jada is struggling. She has never done a roast before. She wants to give a Trinity joke about how Southern she is and how her voice sounds like hot grits and pork chops. Crickets. Crickets. What was the comedy uh, challenge for season 11 and 12? I don't, uh, 12. I don't think they did a full-on comedy challenge. I think for them it was the, um, the uh, 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 um, debate challenge. The look over oh. there. Look. I guess that was their comedy challenge of the season. Hmm. Yeah. What, what was 11? 11 didn't have a comedy challenge, uh, a roast challenge. I don't know what their comedy challenge was. So long ago. I don't remember. Not I can't the, remember. The Diva Worship was improv and acting challenge. What happened after that? I don't remember. I'd have to consult the wiki. Listeners, tell us. Remind us. Yes. I, don't remember. I don't remember. Um, Shay is losing opportunities to be in the final four, so the pressure is on. She wants to have fun, but she knows this is the make it or break time. Evie is excited for this challenge, as she obviously did not do a stand-up challenge in her season. She falls. She believes that the setup is well by the universe. She has to feed off the energy Raja puts down. And Trinity tells Monet that she's in a great position to be after her. Monet feels good about the roast. She did well in All-Stars 4 as she won and made Lady Bunny laugh in her coffin. That is what I remember the most from that uh, roast. Um, Look at that big bloated bitch in that box. Literally. Trinity, though, was, mm-hmm. Trinity was a disaster in her last two roasts. Uh, we're going to get a little clap, clip of her bombing both previous attempts. Um, yeah, third time's a charm. I, I almost wonder if that's why they put it in there. It's almost like a redemption arc for her. Hmm. But Trinity knows it's all about hitting punchlines and timing um, more so than being off the cuff funny. Jinx is going to tell her the more she tells herself she won't be good, the more she'll believe it. And Jinx will offer her services should she need help since Trinity helped her with her design challenge. Would you, this close to the end of the competition, help your fellow sister? If you already have three stars, maybe. Fair. I think that's probably why Jinx offered it. And she's if, like, you I, have, if you have no stars, well, if you have the least number of stars and have a good chance of winning, but also have a chance of getting blocked next week, 
you would also help someone. Exactly. Um, and I think Jinx is just confident enough that she's like, even if I help her and she gets to the top, I'll be there with her. It's not that good. Yeah. Trinity Jinx really knows things are set up in her favor currently. Oh, yeah. Trinity predicts that Jinx and Monet will win again, and the producers are like, not on my watch, they ain't. We're going to hit the main stage to rehearse their roasts with two funny guys, Ross Matthews and Solomon Giorgio. Usually, we get to see them go in one by one for this episode. Um, the editors decided we're going to do like a little montage. And I'm like, that's not good for my notes. We're going to discuss each person that, individually. That is really strange. And this is the second episode. Also, for the dance challenge, they didn't show the contestants. Right. Filming. They just did a little right. montage. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this season is kind of very careful with how they portray the contestants yes. because all the contestants already kind of have a reputation and a huge following. Mm-hmm. And if they are treated a certain way, RuPaul can't promote another song called Bring Blaming on the Edit Bimix. Correct. Yeah, no, it's very particular. I think this season also the editors are taking a lot of risks and, and doing a lot of experiments that yeah. if it works, they're going to bring into future seasons. Like last week with the dance challenge, I like that. I didn't mind um, having uh, the montage because it was a cool behind the scenes uh, way of seeing how the queens interact with um, the show. This week, though, I needed to like feel their energy. I needed to see the flow of their conversation with Ross yeah. and um, Solomon. It didn't work that way. But we're going to talk about them individually one by one. Uh, starting off with Shay, who arrives and tells Ross he looks like a Christmas tree because of his sweater. Uh, Ross says, ho, ho, ho. Shay calls me what you call me. She's quick, but is she going to be quick enough in the rose? She's going to give us Jinx Monsoon once said that trauma lives in the body, and for Evie, it also lives in her drag. Not funny. I didn't find it funny. Hmm. Too hard. Too harsh. No, I, I feel like it should be two separate jokes with trauma being the through line. It's like Fair, Jason Monsoon yeah. says, trauma lives in the body. See how it shows up in her drag. But then, yeah. but then it became the person who shows, whose drag it shows up in his EV. So there's kind of a slight disconnect. Right. Ross likes the idea of Shay being sweet as pie, but saying cruel things. And Solomon tells her to give that Shay Kool-Aid smile, which Shay says she paid a lot of money for it. She's honest. Yes. She's very honest. Also, Jada do, you know, is, do you know what she cites as the reason for getting Botox? What? Because she sweats on stage. That's the reason she gives. I mean, I would not deny that. And I mean, listen, you have like, been around many a sweaty queen. You can also it, say the lines, girl. Well, true. Listen, if I had the money to like get rid of anywhere that I sweat, I would be the happiest motherfucker in the world. I sweat a lot. It's not my fault. But here's also the thing. If you block it off one place, as somebody who has Botox, if you block it off one place, it goes to another place. <gasps> oh, no. So it just yeah. goes... <laughs> I, I know actors who try to block this off, and they sweat here. Yeah, that's my bad that problem. Works. That's one that... I had a doctor once said, do you want me to do that? I was like, no, I'm okay for now. I was also like 16 years old. Uh, so we're not, yeah, it happens. Now, Jada is up and she's going to flirt with Solomon. Uh, is she ready to roast? Well, we're going to find out. She starts with Trinity's accent is so Southern. Even Jim Crow would fuck it. Ooh. No. 
I yeah, that was I, that um, was. Uh, I don't like that we, one. That are one. we supposed to laugh at it? I don't know. I and you could tell that Ross was like, I don't want to do anything. Please take the camera off me, please. Um, Evie shows up and Solomon tells her his mantra: "Take your time, be in the moment, enunciate, radiate." I'm gay. I like that. I'm, I think I'm going to, whenever I um, need to get ready for podcasts, I'm going to go with that one. Solomon tells her his goal is to never write an unfunny joke. And like Evie, I've been doing it wrong this entire time. I feel, I feel like Evie at some point did say out loud, I try to write some jokes that are not funny because I want to be different. Because she's the girl who would say that. She would. She totally said I think that line is a response to that. Yeah, but somehow that didn't make it to the edit. It did not. Again, this is the montage, and I'm not going in a montage order. I'm going in what 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 happened at contestant by contestant. Trinity tells them that she has nothing connected yet, and she just has some things written down. For Jinx, she's going to go with she tried to Photoshop a picture of herself, but the app said, "Nice try, bitch." I don't think Photoshop was what she was looking for. I think she was looking for Facetune. Um, she tried. She even really then, she even then, it's like, mm. yeah. Trinity thinks she's funny off the cuff, but the thing is, it's hitting a punchline. Solomon says she can live in both worlds. She's a little scared, and there's a lot riding on this, and she needs the redemption. And the second they said redemption, I was like, oh, that is the story arc we're going on with this this episode. We're going on the Trinity redemption train. Now, Monet tells Ross and Solomon that she's right after Trinity and that she'll probably be terrible. She's excited to bounce some jokes off of them to see what they think, because if they're not getting the laughs, you got to start over. But she didn't uh, get that, doesn't have that much time or Ritalin to do so. Her joke about Jinx is about her glow up and Rue complimenting her makeup, which has been shocking to the rest of the workroom. And Ross is like, or just say, or anyone else with eyes. And Solomon's like, or even a blind person are surprised. I feel like Monet is getting a lot of assistance this season, um, but she's very smart. When you get assistance from the judges or, or RuPaul, you take it and run with it. Yeah. Last episode, she RuPaul basically wrote the script for her dance challenge. Literally. Literally. And Monet's smart enough. She's like, okay, that's what I'm going to do because that's what the boss man wants. Yep. When Raju arrives, we start right with the joke. Jada is so endearing. I'm just so glad that I got to spend the 25 cents a day to keep her alive. Is it because she's too skinny or is it because she's an endangered species or precious like a little little, little deer? I don't even know what Raju was calling Jada, but I kind of got it. Yeah, right. I don't think she was trying to say she's malnourished, but um, she's a skinny bitch. <laughs> like this morning, I rolled a big fatty. That's how we got Jinx into the building. Great. I thought that was funny. I thought that was really funny. It's mean, but it's really funny. The Vivian's turn, and she goes into Rue. She thanks Rue for coming. She knows she hasn't in a while. I thought that was daring to tell <laughs> Ru- RuPaul that she hasn't come. How dare she? And Jinx arrives with a zinger for Jada. Jada talks about eating her ass like it's two for one deal of the sizzler. And all you can eat buff buffet. Buffet. Terrible. It's not good. Um, are you familiar with the sizzler? Or is that a dated joke? 
I'm not familiar with the Sizzler. I did not get that. Yeah, the Sizzler is like a Chili's or an Applebee's. Um, they were very prominent in the 90s, and there's very few left. Okay. All right, it's the day of the Hall of Shade roast, and Evie is ready to get roasted. She doesn't think uh, the girls have anything funny to say. They can't tell her how ugly she is that she's got plastic surgery. She got the legal limit of Botox you're allowed to put in your forehead, and now it doesn't move. What is the legal limit? Do you know? I don't. I have like 18 to 20 units in my forehead. I go once every four months. I should probably do it, right? I'm old. I need to... You can say yes. You can say yes. <laughs> I'm old. It's fine, people. Anyway, Monet would love to be in the top again this week, but who knows? Storyline. That's who knows. Shay isn't feeling like she's trending to not be in the top. She's nervous as if she doesn't win, she doesn't see a clear path to finale. She's going to have fun and deliver a sickening roast, but now we're going to have Twitter time. Who will they block? They're going to go for a walk to strategize. And they say Jinx is in the top two, so why waste on her? Shay is far behind. If It's going to come down to someone with two stars. We haven't heard that much strategizing um, in the recent weeks because I feel like everyone has just been having fun. Um, If you were in a situation where you had to block someone, would you be strategizing with other contestants or would you be keeping your strategy to yourself? I would talk about it more openly and be like, who would be the most reasonable person to block? And people would agree, like the people with three stars already, why block them? Exactly. Um, the people with one star, just let them be. Exactly. If they if they can manage it, they'll get another star next week. You don't now, need, obviously, you know you need to be down someone who's already down. It has yeah. to be someone who already has two stars and who is the closest to you in terms of skill set and aesthetics. And if it went on, I think a reasonable block, something that would be, have been extremely delicious to see is Trinity blocking Monet or something like that. Oh, Because they have been like planning all the way. And for one person to turn to the other, be like, I don't want you in this alliance anymore, goodbye. Literally, well, well I really would do that to each other. That's the thing that I was wondering is like we we saw early on in the season that there were um, Monet and Trinity were trying to form some alliances with others, and no one was grasping on. Do you think that was a flaw? Do you think others should have joined their alliance? No, they should have been doing their own thing, but um, figuring out ahead who to block, who what kind of. Thing would make sense in terms of a competition. I think that makes sense. Um, yeah. The strategy kind of became apparent when they got to award stars to fellow contestants. Uh, Jing said, I have to think about who I want in the finale. Exactly. So instead of figuring out and being worried about who might beat me, they're thinking about who do I want with me on this journey? And I think the person who does not have that mentality at all, well, not at all, the people who don't have that much of that mentality, the Vivian at the top, because she kept throwing the plunger back and forth with Jinx, Mm -hmm. because she kept seeing Jinx as a threat rather than someone fun to compete against. Um, And 
Trinity and Monet by setting up their alliance, even though it may have worked out in their favor somewhat, even though it's hard to tell, they're, they're still thinking along the lines of who do I want with me at the top, but also they're thinking of who could we be beat by and how can right. we get that person out of the way? Yes. Well, as the twinners are schmoozing, Jinx, Shay, go to Evie, and they have a fake session of gossip because the twinners are just being overtly obvious. They're going whisper, whisper, whisper. Now, Jinx, everybody, remind everybody us. has picked up. Everybody has picked up the fake language Roger has been using. Oh, fully. Um, Jinx reminds us that Monet has a big old base, so when she talks low, it's easy to tell because there's rumbling in her feet. Raja and Evie are both the two stars, and they're like, cool, but the ones who have more than them is only by one, and they can jump to first place easily. But Raja's blocked, and Evie tells her that she might not get the star, but she's robbing everyone else from the win. Raja loves those words. I feel like those two have become very close, and I could see them like just becoming ambassadors for weed in California. California and Colorado. It makes sense. Definitely. Um, also, I feel like Evie is very similar to Raja in many ways because she's very confident in, and comfortable with the things she does, but also yes. is willing to rise to the occasion. Absolutely. I, in terms of the regular seasons of Drag Race and their winners, I feel like we are in a new, new era. Mm -hmm. And in a sense, I feel like Jada is doing now what... BB and Tyra has done in their years in terms of uh, representing Black culture and queer mm -hmm. drag looks. And I feel like um, Evie and Willow are also reminiscent in many ways of Raja. Mm -hmm. I can see that. Jinx says, whoever gets blocked this night, it's it. Monet says her and Jada are fine, but Jinx is like, no, no, not if four people get stars and there are six of them and three stars. What would the tiebreaker could be? Now, I really don't know anything going on beyond this episode, but this was a clue of what's to come. You do not include that line, editors, if you don't need the audience to know something about a tiebreaker. I remember a little tiebreaker oh. moment on Survivor when why would there ever be discussion about a tiebreaker if it never was ever going to happen in the 30x amount of seasons happened? There's going to be some sort of tie before we get to the final four. Yeah, there's going to be a tie at the end of next episode. There's going to be like, unless there's some sort of twist going on, I, I there is some, the, the math is not going to work out. Oh, I can't. Just be prepared. Oh. Be prepared. I'm excited. Um, Jinx says it would be fun to do the finale with Monet, but it would hurt her to beat her best friend in the competition. And again, listen, if that's not a clue to something, I've said it from the beginning, those two would be a great final pair. It, it why are you keeping this shit in, editors, if you don't want us to be in tune? Oh. I hate watching reality TV. I've said it on the podcast earlier when I did, but Kansas also, Drag we Race. love it so much. Like the it, you, we watch so much of it at this point that we know. How, I, I think if you were said told you have one day to edit a series of Drag Race, you could do it. You know the 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 plot. You know how to make the show work. I think we all know how to work reality TV at this point, <laughs> which is great, but also 
I just want to be surprised once in a while. Um, this is a completely unrelated. Something Jasmine Kennedy once told me. Yeah. After the show got announced, that we were hanging out one time, and she was like, "I would like to produce reality TV at some point." This was like before all the episodes aired, but right after the announcement, I was like, "Uh huh." But then I saw the sh- season, I was like, "She's not joking." Yeah. Storyline. Yeah. Sorry, back to yeah. All Star Seven. No, it's true. I mean, they they they're they're in tune. They know what they say. And they know. Well, fuck! I said something that it's not going to be taken in context. Damn it! All right, let's head to the main stage to see Rue in her promo look for that god awful phone game. Um, do you have that app on your phone? No. I don't think I liked that outfit, but I don't think that hair looks good on Rue. It's the makeup. The makeup was terrible. It was, was the worst. I've I was seen distracted by the wig. I did not even look at yeah, the Yeah, it was it was I not a good look. I hated it. Face. Hold on. I'm gonna look up now. Yeah. But this was the promo look for the game. So we know she filmed that promo uh, during filming this episode. All right, so we got Michelle Visage, Ross Matthews, and Ronan Farrow. Um, how did they book him for this challenge? Why is he here for a roast? It makes zero sense. It does not make sense. Maybe this was the only day he was available. Probably. He's so cute. I'm happy he's there. Um, we're going to begin with the Kennedy Center. Kennedy Davenport Center honors Shade Hall of Shade Roast. And to start, we have a statement from the Kennedy Davenport Center Honors representative, Wintergreen. Yes, it's that Wintergreen from Peppermint's Makeover Challenge in Season 9, who still seems to be a cameraman on this show, and also who did her be? It looks stunning. Oh my god, she looks so good. That hair. Let's, so good. Let, let, me, let me say something controversial yet, Brave. Well, it may not be that controversial. I like to look better than RuPaul's. I agree. It was it was terrible. It was terrible. Wintergreen um, looked fucking incredible. I was disappointed that Kennedy herself wasn't there, but the right. fact that it is Wintergreen, I'll take it. I know. Uh, may, maybe she got stuck somewhere and they were like, well, who, we don't have another drag queen. And Wintergreen's like, I'm here well, to save the maybe, day. Maybe Kennedy had a long night of hooking. She might have had a long night of hooking. She probably still is. But even when they did the video at the beginning of the episode, I was like, Oh, you told her to film on her iPhone and she literally took that seriously and she had no um, ring light. Okay, got it. Oh, man. How much you want to bet Wintergreen's going to be contestant one season? You know it's going to happen. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, you can have Wintergreen she, or Nebraska. Who maybe, would you rather have? Maybe Wintergreen, Wintergreen or Nebraska? Is the, I think Nebraska is coming first. I think so, too. I don't know why it hasn't happened yet. Unfortunately. Yeah. Listen, RuPaul, I hope, I, hope like she and, I hope she hears this and comes finds and comments on my Instagram and whatnot because I I have heard that she keeps track of who says what's what about her. Good. I'm I'm here for it. I want Nebraska on the show. God damn it, that'd be great. And listen, Rue, if you're gonna put gimmicks on the show, put Nebraska on. That's the gimmick we want. Not not gonna make a comment because that was a spoiler for future season. All right, let's move forward. I was um, Mich- maybe Wintergreen is the second metamorphosis. Uh, there it is. 
Uh, Michelle literally could not control herself anytime Wintergreen opened her mouth. I just don't know if she was prepared for it or if she, maybe she was on something. I don't know, but she was finding it hilarious. I don't think some ju- some people are clued in on what's exact what exactly is happening on stage. I, I agree. I think so. Um, also, you know what we talked about it earlier. That you know what monologue I want a future lip sync to be the hook and monologue. I want someone to have to recite that on that stage. No, oh. no, no, no. That's what I want. I want a, a lip sync for the crown or for uh, the legacy or whatever to be Shangela's sugar daddy monologue. That's what we deserve. I mean, there was a challenge where they had to recreate the fights. Yeah. Give me that monologue. I want to hear it. That challenge should come back. Yeah. All right. To start, it's Raja, who, like everyone else, is sporting the classic medallion that the honorees of the Kennedy Center would normally get. Love that little touch. Love that we're really paying attention. Oh, wait. Um, I did not notice that. Yeah. They they each have a little um, uh, uh, medallion that they're wearing from with the... the, uh, the I don't it's not it's not a necklace type thing but whatever it is the fabric um we're gonna go through most of the jokes there's some jokes I'm gonna admit because they were just not funny or care to mention again but she starts and says Rue and I go back and for the first time when she met Rue she asked for her autograph and that handprint is still remaining on the gate wall today okay pretty funny we've definitely heard iterations of that joke before I mean, every um, every rose you're gonna hear RuPaul is old joke, Michelle is yep. such a poor joke, uh, Ross Matthew is gay joke. Or skinny now. Yes. Monet lives in Hollywood, but her hairline lives in Reseda. That was shady, but really funny. I don't know where Reseda is, but I it's in California. It's supposed to be just the sound of receding. Yes, that's exactly what it is. She drove here in an Uber, and her driver was an, was an oversharing alcoholic with rancid B.O., but that motherfucker still had more stars than Shea Coulee. <laughs> that must hurt. It must have hurt so badly. Viv has done so much ketamine that people are betting on her at the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> Very good. Yes. She has some words for the next esteemed speaker, Evie Oddly. Evie's got such amazing, quirky, eclectic style, and by style, she means she has a massive donkey dick. (sighs) I've never seen Evie's donkey dick. There was an opportunity, I probably could have seen it, when she was um, in a special Lady Liberty competition that I was judging, and I didn't remember she was there. Well, I would like to see it. I'm shocked it's not on that, like... um, uh, Reddit uh, RuPaul's XXX or whatever the... the is that a thing? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a thing. Okay. I feel yeah. weird looking those things up because like, I, I, I don't think they would actually appreciate you guys putting things out. I didn't look it up. I was sent it by somebody. Oh, okay. I can't say anymore. Oh my god, I almost blew their cover. Um, but yeah, I was sent oh. it by somebody. Oh. Uh, someone that you and I know. Oh. Yeah. Tina Burr? No. No, no. Um, Evie. Is there right any... Air dropping nudes? No. No, we're not starting that scandal here. Um, Evie is wearing knit and thanks her for that inspiring glimpse into what her future holds if she keeps on saying yes to drugs. Okay, that was funny. That was good. Monet looks so stunning and she is her favorite winner from All Stars 4. 
Okay, fine. Trinity the Tuck is here. She is known by so many as a pageant queen, a performer, but to her, Trin will always be a prostitute. Okay, easy. She has so much respect for Trin. She's not going to talk about her surgical enhancements because, honestly, even Jinx has had some plastic surgery done. I'll give you time to look for it. Mean. That's she a says, slow burn. Yeah. That's a slow she burn. got her hairline done, which means she thought to herself, yeah, that's the problem. I was and like, the oh. way she did the voice. Yeah, the so way she funny. Did the voice, cherry on top. Yeah. Uh, the next speaker puts the star in one star, Shea Coulee. She says Jada Essence Hall is here. Jada Essence Hall is such a skinny bitch that she wears earring backs as bracelets. Jada Essence Hall is such a skinny bitch that she uses a tampon as a flotation device. Jada Essence Hall is such a skinny bitch that when she stands in front of a funhouse mirror, she looks like Monet Exchange. And that, my friends, is the power of threes and a double whammy. That is how you do comedy. Could she have found better insults for Jada? 100%. But because it came in three and the succession that she did it, it was funny. Yep. Trinity the Tuck, I'm not going to stand here like all the girls calling you a slut. You're all so dumb. Classic. Yeah. As she wraps up, she realizes that she forgot about Raja, as most of them have as well. Hide your kids, hide your sons. It's Jinx Monsoon. Now, Jinx and her Judy Garland-inspired velvet jumpsuit is honored to be honored at this imaginary event. Once again, Jinx is reminding us that this is all a facade. RuPaul, the Rosetta Stone of Drag. You are such a kinky bitch. You've been edging Shangela for like 11 years now, and they all just sat and watched, so they're just as complicit. Very funny. I like that joke. I love throwing Shangela in there and the fact that she's number one. But she- at what point are we going to change Shangela to Jujubee? Oh my God, truly. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, she she really opened with a RuPaul is old joke, but it was done so casually. It's kind of yes. like a throwaway. It's, it's like she's saying, I have so many jokes, I need to throw some away. Literally. Ross Matthews, you look great. I'll have whatever intestinal parasite she's having. That was well done. Again, it's a cultural pop culture reference and also yeah. a very funny joke. Evie Oddly has been objectified a lot this season, and I don't want to contribute to that. Anyway, here's some dick jokes. All right, that was good. Evie Oddly's dick is so big, when she tucks, she has to tape it between her shoulder blades. Evie Oddly's dick is so big, it has its own heartbeat. Evie Oddly's dick is so big, when I was doing a line of coke off of it, I had, a, I had time to stop and reflect and realize I'd become my mother. Funny. Funny. Um, with Jinx and also with Roger's joke about RuPaul being old, there's also a reflection of like, oh, there's this terrible thing. And also I'm reading myself. Exactly. But Roger's like, I have it in the, the handprint in the cave wall. It's like, you're old and so am I. Exactly. Trinity, so kind and compassionate and caring. She even let her boyfriend down easy. She said, let's just be cousins. <laughs> they like that one. It was funny. Well, now Trinity is up and she looks mad. I, I mean, I hate the hair. Whatever she was wearing, it was terrible. Um, I actually I'm not the a, hair. I I'm like, not I like when she wears like really sculpted wavy hair that just sure. out at the end, which is, I, 
I need to look up who does her hair. I actually would like her. Like that. Um, I don't know who did that one specifically, but I know Chantel Sparkles has been doing a lot of her hair this season. Oh, okay. Yeah. Asking the drag daughter to do shit. Oh, I noticed Chantel was a daughter. Yeah. Um, I, I knew Trinity from back in the local scene. I was going to school in Southeast in Indiana. So I have seen, I haven't seen her perform live, but I know that she's, she used to do it in play Louisville. Mm-hmm. She's from the play circuit. Uh, and I think I've seen her on Grindr. Listen, when I was at DragCon LA, I, and I, I tried to be like, I tried to become girl. friends way before she was on TV and she never that's fair. my friend requests way back then. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, when I was in that hotel, I turned on Grinder once and was like, oop, um, there's the entire cast direct race on the main <laughs> screen. Turning off, turning off. Um, yeah, that was a moment. Anyway, she is so excited to be there at the John F. Kennedy Davenport Center of Disease Control. I didn't find that joke funny, but Rue found it hilarious. So that's I mean, the prize there. Because the name has become so long, it's not just saying Kennedy Center honor. And she's like, saying that they're all dirty, diseased whores. It's, was it's a little broken. Yeah. Jinx was such an ugly baby that her birth certificate came with an apology letter from a condom factory. Funny. Not bad. Speaking of the beautifully challenged, Evie, all jokes aside, I just want to let you know, don't let anyone ever tell you you're not pretty. You're not. Just don't let anyone tell you. Okay, that's the delivery you're looking for. Good job, Trinity. You figured it out. Um, She says, Monet is a classically trained musician. She plays a great second fiddle to Bob the Drag Queen. Good. Comedy runs in Monet's family. Her mother delivered her delivered at one at least one joke. Now, is she talking about her real mama or her drag mama? Because our drag mama would be Honey Davenport. We love family relations. And honey, I love you, but you have you have a couple jokes in your family. Oh. I love you, Misty. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love I love her. I love Misty. All right. Um, yeah. She tried to look up Raja, but Wikipedia doesn't go back that far. I thought that was an okay joke. I think I know what she was going for, but Wikipedia, I don't, that didn't really work. Yeah. Monet and her leopard print look was brilliant. It was sexy. It was unique. It was fun. I thought she looked fantastic. This is unprecedented. Trinity the Tuck has garnered laughter and applause at a drag race roast. Truthfully, I don't know Jinx that well. I've only seen her at her one-person show. Wait, sorry. There was one person at Jinx's show. Okay, we've heard iterations of that joke before, but but pretty funny. At Jinx's show, that's when I discovered I was narcoleptic. I am shocked that in an all-star season, we have not gotten one reference to Jinx being narcoleptic. This was it. Yes. Do you think Jinx has fallen asleep in the workroom yet? She must have. Or like she's found the right dosage of medication. <laughs> right. Passing. Um, maybe she doesn't fall asleep this much anymore. Right. Viv, it's been an absolute pleasure watching you grow as a person throughout this competition. You're living proof that it gets butter and eggs and sugar and flour. And it makes a sheet cake and it eats the sheet cake and then it gets better funny that was good but yeah. the reality is the vivian has lost weight 
Oh, I, I didn't know that. I didn't watch UK yeah. season one. Yeah, she should. I'm seeing Vivian for the first time and I'm surprised I'm enjoying her. Yeah, well, it's because you haven't seen UK one. I don't know if you'd have the same opinion. Davino's robbed. Um, I'm still very bitter about that. I am still very bitter. Anyway, Jada, 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 the essence of beauty and the teeth of a baby. That was so mean. You you know that, that was like an insecurity of hers, and then she did the thing with her lips, and it was like maybe that one should have stayed away. Wait, what was the case with Jada? When she called, said she had beauty, uh, baby teeth. Oh, yeah, she like lowered her lips so the the camera couldn't catch it. Does she have baby teeth? I don't think so. I don't know what the joke. The, really the, had, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Yeah, well, it's now the message of beauty, Jade Essence Hall. She's going to start with Twitters, Monet and Trinity. Have the biggest asses of any winners on Drag Race. The only difference is Trinity has a fake-ass bitch, and Monet is just a fake-ass bitch. Okay, funny. Good play on words. Yeah. Jinx Monsoon, happy Shark Week. And then Jada will start to fumble a little bit, but she's going to make a joke about Jinx's teeth being multiple colors. Um, and then she's going to talk about Evie's big dick, and then she apologizes for it. Um, yeah, this was not fun. That's me at a roast. Is it? Oh, no. Yeah. But you're so confident yeah. good. Yeah, I I, can't, I really saw myself when Jada started to fumble. I was like, oh, no, you're doing the thing that I did. You're supposed to do better than me. What's interesting is we have not seen any clear on mess ups by the contestants on this season. Everyone's done fantastically. Like they're like the greatest drag queens ever. I'm glad Even they showed us. Even when they don't do fantastic, I think the judges are afraid to be like, you didn't do the best this week. Oh, fully. Absolutely. All right. She's even going to mess up the Vivian's introduction. And then the Viv starts and says, it's such an honor to close the celebration of horrible, horrible men. It's really a who's who of who's available. Which I found funny because we know all the drama off screen of the people who were not yes. quote unquote invited. Um, okay. After Drag Race, Monet, Monet's career path was simple do everything Bob the Drag Queen did, but shittier. Monet had her own talk show on the internet called The Exchange Rate, which is Latin for canceled. All right. This is pretty, she's, she's doing pretty well. Really thought Trin- Trinity's catchphrase this season has been I live, and she does until that backstreet B-grade silicone migrates into a vital artery, and then girl, you die. Okay, that was a long-winded, but it's funny. I, I like the punchline. Shea Coulee, calm down, Jinx. That's not dessert. It's <laughs> funny, it's funny. Uh, Jinx had a Zoom wedding, not because of the pandemic, just because her husband couldn't bear to be in the same room as her. Skating. I love so it. Mean. So mean. So mean. That's basically it. And also, very specific to her personal life. Right. So that's what was interesting. Is like if, you, if you're not a drag race connoisseur and know the ins and outs of everybody's lives, there are a couple of things you might have missed. But overall, I think it was a pretty solid roast. Do you have any jokes you like from the workshop? I wanted the <laughs> fatty one to be on stage. Right, I wanted one. Raj just in Rule there. I wanted to, yeah, I wanted Rue's laughter on it. Maybe it made it, made it, but didn't make it the final edit. But they yeah. were very, very quick. They were very, very clipping along. All right, shall we talk about the runway? Category is yes! all grown up, and in honor of the runway, we will play Shine Bright or Dim AF. 
Oh wait, before before we go on, I wanted to give a shout out to someone who does the glow up look very well from the Brooklyn scene, uh, Nikki Otav, who yeah. has like, a spaceship look, does a reveal, and the lights go out and everything starts shining. And she actually showed me how she hides the lights on her outfits. She rhinestones on top of them, and the glue is clear. So when oh. it's just the outfit, you don't know that there are LED lights hidden in between the stones. I love that. That's so cool. Nikki Otaf. We, we love Nikki on the podcast. Big, big fan, big fan. Um, I remember those five seconds where everyone's like, oh my God, she's on Drag Race. Then she's like, I have 50,000 gigs. What are you fucking talking about? <laughs> All right. We're starting off with Raja. Look by Neil Drag Kubernick. Cat suit by Marco Marco. Shoes by Kira Goody. Headpiece by Marco Tulio Sivalji. Uh, she looks like a bug. I like the look. Um, I wish it glowed in the dark more, but we like lasers too. Lasers are fun. Uh, the heels definitely a choice. I thought the hair was boring, but overall, I think this was a good. I think it's look. just added it down so much. Yeah, you're right. Which is not necessarily it. a bad thing, but compared to other people and how much lights they had, it did not stand out as well. Yeah, but the structure was very cool and interesting. Mm-hmm. Michelle says she was funny and had some moments, though she was the meanest out of everybody. On the runway, she was so Raja. Ross enjoyed every second of her roast. One, she wasn't funny. She was hilarious. And Ronan says her look was incredible and risky and glad she didn't sprain an ankle. I'll give this the shine bright. Shine bright, yeah. Audience agrees. 94% shine bright, 6% dim AF. Evie Oddly, at the time, no designers listed. But I'm going to say it right now, this was absolutely breathtaking. This is exactly what I wanted from this category. Yeah. It's stunning in the light. And then when the way it glows, it's just mesmerizing. The shapes that are created through the light and the hair, it's a dreaded beehive. But with the lights on the shrooms, like it's incredible. Such a smart concept and excellent execution. Also, like not necessarily a silhouette I was expecting from Evie. No, so good. But still somehow very hard. Absolutely. Um, Michelle said she was lower key. So once she got into Revive, she had some funny things. Ross says her look is so beautiful. He was sold when she started moving. Ronan says it's kitschy in the best way possible. It's campy. It's fun. It's really stunning. I'll give this a shine bright. Yes. Absolutely. Shine. Audience. 97% shine bright. 3% dim AF. Haters. Hater. Singular. Oh, I'm not wow. going to call you out, Russell Zacker. I love you. How um, did you do this? Why did you do this to me? I'm gonna, I already told you I'm mad at you. Well, it, oh may, it may also be a click by error because I do. It could be. It could be. That. Russell, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Um, when you come back on the podcast, because I can't wait to have you back on, we're going to talk about it. Because I know you also booted also, someone else. I'm pissed out about. Oh, side that. note, I'm obsessed with Russell's eyebrows. Russell has brilliant eyebrows. Russell is a great person, a sweet person, and very beautiful person, inside and out. All right, Shea Look by Joshua Naponte. With the lights on, it's really excellent flower power leotard with petals. In the dark, it glows so well and elevates the look tenfold. Even her makeup was playful. Like, if there was a way to, like, glow in the dark makeup, that would have sold it all. I was me, surprised nobody did black light makeup. I Yeah, I am shocked. Um, but I just loved how bright and illuminating this look was. Yeah. 
they they could have also gotten a specific makeup brand to market their glow in the dark products just for this episode. Krylon. Krylon has an incredible line of the glow and dark makeup. Um, but that Krylon is so like season two. Truly, I was actually looking back at a picture of myself from 2015, and I was like, wow, the texture is so different. Yeah. All right. Michelle loves her green Lurex suit as it was a power suit. She was boss bitched her way through the roast. Ronan says she didn't use just wear the power suit, but she carried herself like someone in a power suit and was a power player in the moment. Ross says the look was breathtaking when the lights were out, but he might like it even more on stage in the light as he's seeing the beautiful makeup and details. Anna Rue says it was beautiful with the lights on and beautiful lights off. Just gorgeous. Shine bright for me. Yes. Agreed. Audience, 94% shine bright. 6% Demi F. All right. James Monsoon, look by Diego Montoya, lighting by Smooth Technology, hair by Wig Chapel storytelling in drag is so important to me and this was a wonderful story she's a witch witch being burned at the stake the flames within the dress so smart and yes the inflatable flames on the shoulders are a choice but in the dark it helps convey the story jinx in drag without brows is scary so yes you must be a witch i'm just proud of this bitch's journey this season it is the epitome of a glow up yeah so good. But also, there wasn't, weren't there conspiracy theories about how Jinx was underdoing her makeup so she can show more of an underdog story with the glow up? In, there, in there were theories about that. I kind of don't believe that. it because you I don't, have I don't to believe be, it either. You would have to be too meticulous to come up with I don't something. believe it either because at the end of the day, when we look back at that season, Rolaska talks were brilliant drag artists as well so they could have beaten her if if the narrative was that way any also, any of the four kind of won also tbh rulaska talks well with the exception of d a lot of the people in season five in retrospect their makeup wasn't that good she no. was just no. switching things up more everybody looks i consistent. i think after like season six that's when drag makeup really started to evolve. Maybe, season, no, maybe seven. seven with 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 season, Violet. Yeah, Violet and yeah, Violet Pearl. Before then, everyone had a very similar style of when it came to drag. Like you had to contour a certain way. Mm-hmm. Nothing was blended in in a way that we see now. It was a little more made for the stage. But yes, there is an evolution of makeup. Maybe that's the podcast I'll do: the evolution of drag race makeup. If anyone wants to come on and do that, let's do it. I, I would like to talk makeup. All right, we'll, we'll make you this happen. Do? We'll make this happen. Um, all right, Michelle says she had some funny, funny jokes that had the laughing so hard she had to hold. They expected a slayage and she did not disappoint. Ross said she had a lot of writing on this and she knocked it out of the park. Ronan says she is an incredibly accomplished stand-up. It was really funny and smart. He says the outfit told a story and from a technical standpoint, it was dazzling. Rue says it's the most gorgeous pizza she's ever seen. I was like, you just ruined like great critiques with a stupid comment, Rue. It was funny. <laughs> Uh, Shine Bright, this was outstanding. Yes, Shine Bright. 
audience, 97% shine, right? 3% DMAF, Russell, Zacher, I'm coming for you. Love you, bitch. But oh my God, I can't believe you did that. Russell, All right. up with you? Maybe it was a bad click, bad click. We're going with bad click. Um, Trinity the Tuck. Uh, look by Troy C. Ford. Hair by Chantel Sparkles. Jewels by Rocks by Cox. I made a reference earlier this week on my story that I love the Main Street Electrical Parade from Disney. Um, this is it, but this is the Wish.com execution of it. I think she achieved what the challenge was supposed to do, but the sculpture of it just looked not attractive. Uh, I think she was supposed to be a flower. Shea did it better. Um, I just hated how fucking tacky this was. I kind of liked it. And well, in my mind, it's like, oh, it's a different silhouette, not another mermaid gown with a huge train. But <laughs> come to think of it, it's still the same silhouette, just yeah. a short dress. So I was like, oh, Literally. God, girl, you're good, but can you show us more, please? It's yeah. also it's also weird to like want to ask Trinity of more because she gives so much. It's like, can you give us a little of something different rather than more of the same thing? That's fair. That's definitely fair. Michelle says the look was a carnival. She says her roast was hilarious. Ronan says she had incredible jokes and great material. Ross says she had the jokes down and she got out of her own way. Rue says that she is in her element and she has it on lock. I am going to give it a dim AF. I hated it. It's dim, but not AF. That's fair. Uh, audience, 61% shine bright, 39% dim AF. Next up, Monet Exchange. Look Wait, by. Who did Russell vote for? Oh, I don't remember this one. I only know because I every time there's one that's so 1%, close to 100 percent, I always have to see if it's one or five or whatever. And the, this the, this uh, week it was Russell. I was like, "What are you doing? Why are you breaking my heart?" Anyway, money exchange. Look by Marco Marco. Hair by Timothy Willie. I thought she was supposed to be glow in the dark Ursula. Apparently, that's not what she was. Um, she's supposed to be like the galaxy. That being said, in the light, it's a stunning garment. Um, I wish she had more lights in the middle of the dress because it kind of was like top and bottom and then that yeah. middle section was missing something. But the concept was really beautiful and the celestial idea um, could have been really cool. Structurally, it's too similar to Evie's, which was executed better. Right. But um, the galaxy idea, if it's executed well, I think it could be even better. I agree. Ross loves watching her perform because she is so confident on stage. The joke about it gets butter kept building and they were laughing the whole time. Ronan says her material was great, but also she knew her stuff. Michelle says the look is very beautiful and classy and likes the fiber optic moment. I do like it. I'm not saying it was bad. It was very yeah. well done what we saw. It could be better, but also give it a shine bright. Shine bright. Audience, 71% shine bright, 29% dim AF. Jada Essence Hall, no designers listed. Uh, the garment in light is beautiful, but with the lights off, again, this is a float done right. I love that she looks like a mermaid sitting on a wave and the light captures it so well. It's very whimsical. Um, if she's going to be the next Little Mermaid in Disney, I'll take it. I I feel like this is the way to do mermaids on stage instead of a wheelchair bed midler. Oh, fucking fully. That was a joke. <laughs> And um, on a different note, I feel like Jada Essence Hall and Joshua Naponte are really good creative matches. They, absolutely. Whenever they come up with ideas, absolutely. Like last week, the 
Four Seasons reveal where she only dropped off her hat on the floor. She kept all, all of it off. I, I have said a couple times on the podcast before, I would like a makeover challenge in a way that we adjust a little bit and celebrate the designers of Drag Race, the, the, the designers who we keep saying over and over and over, like Josh Aponte, Pieretta, uh, Florence Lee, bring them on for a quote-unquote design challenge where they're getting to create with one of their contestants and creating a look, and that's yeah. the design challenge and makeover. Like, that's what I want to see. Celebrate the people who make the artists. Uh, speaking of designers, I want to go back a little bit and also celebrate Diego Montoya. And yes. this is like not necessarily the kind of silhouette I've seen from him before, even though he's done similar stuff. Um, and the way, and the fact that it also involved other artists to make this whole thing work. It's yeah. fully, we, I feel like we're finally seeing more collaborative efforts between drag artists and designers on the show. Yes. And I would like to see it more on the regular seasons as well, not just, I had this made by this designer. I agree. I agree. Um, I, to your point, I think the only time I've ever seen a Diego Montoya gown in that shape was for the Glam Awards for um, Princess Poppy. Oh, Poppy. Mm-hmm. Oh, Poppy, Poppy, Poppy. She has, a new slate on her, she has a new slate on her Instagram account. I wonder why. Her Instagram account, very different. Very different from what's been. What, what, what happened? Oh, Poppy, I love you so much. I miss you, bitch. I, I, I miss you, you skinny little bitch. All right. Ross says the mermaid look is stunning. He says the colors flicker. Ronan can't imagine the logistics of wearing this and moving in it. He says it's dazzling. Michelle says she looked beautiful in the roast, but she gives her credit as the moment she came off book was when she came to life. And it was funny. Rue says she is funny, but it's all in her head. But the look, shine bright. Yes. She shined bright. Audience, 82% shine bright, 18% dim AF. And finally, the Vivian, no designers listed. I'm not going to lie, it's a bit basic. The wings are cute, but the leotard is anything but. Like Also, the hair, it's Page Boy, Ashley Owen Blue, which was not my fantasy. I just wish she had something on the bottom to like excite this look, but alas, she doesn't. It's very top-heavy. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, it's pretty. And then I was like, wait, what was this about? Yeah, I hated this look. I was not a fan of it. Angel Wings, really? That's where we're going here? Mm. Ross says he enjoyed the show and didn't write anything down. Michelle says she always feels confidence and support with her at the helm. Ronan says the look works with and without the wings and the page boy haircut and the warrior thing. And Rue is getting I Icarus-sissy. Okay, funny. Um, it's Dim AF. Not for me. No, it's Dim. Audience, 68%. Shine bright, 32% DMAF. Now, Rue is going to reveal that the all-stars, all-winner rules are about to be revised. She will announce two winners who will receive a legendary legend star, but there will be no blocking. The platinum plunger is being retired and will be going back into Michelle's rectum. She's a whore. That's the joke. Every season, every time, Michelle's a whore. How do you think her kids feel when she gets called a whore all the time? I don't. I I think that word probably has lost meaning in that household. I think so. It's like her adult kids at this point are like, "Mom, you go on TV and everyone calls you a whore. Why?" And, she, and she's like, "This is what sending you to college." 
<laughs> Literally. <laughs> ah, that's it. <laughs> All right. Rio has decided the top two All-Stars are Jinx Monsoon and Trinity the Tuck. Do you agree? I sure don't. Monet was robbed. No, it's, oh, I, I thought it should have been Jinx Monsoon and the Vivian because they have been going at each other. Um, yes, I would have been here for it. I would like to see that match. Be, to, to have them on the same platform and go against each other in a different form of performance. Because I agree. We've all been talking about, we're both actors, we're both funny, we're both this, we're both that. And I think they both did really well. James Monson had solid jokes, uh, but the Vivian, the way she opened really got me. Really yeah. And that's what's fun about the season. Everyone's doing well. No one's bombing. Like, yeah, this week we know if someone was going to go home, it would have been Jada. Um, but everyone's doing very, very well. The duo will lip sync to Ava Max's Kings and Queens. I am literally obsessed with this song. One of my absolute favorite songs. Um, if I ever get to produce a drag competition again where there's a top two lip sync, this will be one of the songs they will lip sync against. Well, if there are youngsters watching, no, if there are youngsters listening to this and if you're looking for drag patches in the future, learn, these, learn the words of this song. It yeah. Yep. All right. Jinx has lip sync so many times that she needed to bring something new to this lip sync. And she gave you something campy, silly, and a bit it was fully realized. Um, I really do think she's the real deal when it comes to lip syncing. She can do no wrong. She can really throw it down. She knows the words and it is they so, come to life in her mouth. Let me tell you my Jinx Monson story. The episode where she did Malambo number five was the first episode of Drag Race I ever watched. And uh-huh. I was already a fan of DWV. Mm-hmm. So I was rooting for Detox and I saw my favorite go home. I was not mad. She's, she's Jace is very good. Yes. Um, again, Malamba number five, very difficult song. Um, but she's so good at, at lip syncing and she, there isn't a category of music that Jinx Monsoon can't do. And that's what's so exciting. Trinity um, looked sensational in that hair. I will tell you that hair was brilliant. And, but she gave you a typical Southern drag performance. It was great, but just not innovative. It was nothing new. I was exciting. having that conversation with my roommate. Wait, not my roommate, with somebody else. I don't remember who it was with, but I stand by what I said. Um, you can, you have seen, and you can see a lot of drag queens do that song the way Trinity does, mm-hmm. but you won't, you, you would be hard pressed to find someone who does that song the way James would. Exactly. Uh, when she did that cartwheel and Monet's face, that was my face too. I was like, that was terrible, but it worked. Yeah. It was the right moment. Just not the right body, maybe. And yes, if anyone was looking, that patch of makeup on Jinx's tit was from Trinity's face uh, when she smushed her face into her tit. I was wondering. Yes, that is Trinity's face on her tit. Um, Well, it was a very interesting lip sync. I thought it was probably one of my favorites of this season. And Rue decides Jinx is the winner once again. Is there any path for Jinx not winning? If the game is a Lollapurusa where you have to lip sync to win, how is Jinx going to fucking lose? I think there will be a little twist. I don't know what it is, but I 
Jace is my favorite in terms of the competition this season. And Raja is my favorite in terms of artistry as somebody who does drag myself. But I feel someone else is going to win. Okay, we'll see. All right, I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast. You ready? Yes. We have a talent show to end next week. Why? Why? What? What did we do to deserve this crap? Why are we doing a talent show now? How is this the thing that's going to determine who's going to be in the end? I think they want something that is less pressure for the competitors. Because okay. I all start, always starts with a talent show. Um, mm-hmm. How do we start this, year, this season again? We started with a song. Oh, when everybody wrote a verse. Yes. That's usually episode two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. For an alternate season, new format. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, well, maybe there's a twist to the talent show. Well, that's what I was going to say. Do you think there's going to be a star twist? We think uh, we saw it once earlier in the season where the winner will get to award a star to someone else. Um, is that going to happen again? Because it seems to have to be I, higher. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it may be that you can take away a star from someone or something like that. Whoa, that would be wild. That would be really vicious. That's true. That'd be very um, vicious. Oh, another okay. thing I was thinking about was for this week, it could have been three people in the top, like Jinx for sure. And for mm-hmm. two more people, it could be Monet, uh, Trinity, or the Vivian. And that could have worked. You give three stars out, and it tips the scale a little bit. Listen, Rue, you, you can do whatever you want. It's your fucking show. Do it. It's RuPaul's Drag Race. All right. After ten episodes, the winner of the season is. Oh, Jade Asthall. Oh, all right. Oh, I, I like that. That's fun. Um, that's a good I, option. I, that would I definitely think, be interesting. I think Jada would make sense as the, as the queen of all queens. Um, for her season, everybody was talking about how she who shall not be named was the slated winner. And, mm-hmm. it, and it seemed like that. And even after Jada really proved herself and won, um, she still couldn't do anything with the title because of because of the pandemic. COVID. Yeah. Um, and I, and she has been really bringing fun, cool concepts onto the runway. She's been doing well in the challenges. Not this week, but um, every time she's really lovable. And I agree. always want to see more of her. And I think she makes sense. And she's she's been playing the game game here in the competition. The way she plots about other people getting blocked and getting stars for herself. I would be happy with Jada. I think she's very relatable. She's definitely one of the queens where you're like, she's not a superstar in the sense that... Um, the others have been around, but I, I really would love to see her do well because she's a good human, good soul, and she's a good drag artist. But I'm going to keep going. I At 10 episodes in, I'm still going to say fucking Jinx Monsoon. Jinx Monsoon for me is the complete package. She, there is a reason why she's one of my top five favorite drag artists from Drag Race. Um, she has shown she's grown up and she has done exceptional all season long. I even when she can't do anything. I am anticipating an upset by Jada Essence Hall. 
that would be wild. Oh my god, yeah. I would, I might cry if that's the case. But listen, I, like we, like I said, she's very good lip syncing. Throw her any song, I think she'll do very well. Um, you, I think the only thing you could throw at her that she may not be able to do is like rap. I think even then she would make it funny. My concern with Jinx is um, she is someone who likes to tell her own narratives. If she gets a little too caught up in it, um, for example, what happened with Asia O'Hara and the butterflies, and when you are given a song to lip sync instead of being told, yeah, come up with something to do. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot that can go wrong against you. Um, Shapeway in season nine being a prime example. Um, I, I, we have all heard rumors that production was pressing her to talk about her father who just passed. And also the day before the filming the finale, she lost the outfit that she was supposed to do the reveals. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So they were all asked for reveals. And she was supposed to have something that reveals into something else while lip syncing against Sasha. And she didn't have that. And Sasha had an unorthodox reveal that really mm-hmm. got everyone. There it is. All right. Well, I mean, this was so fun. We're going to have to do it again soon. But for now, where can everyone find you on social media, Venmo, and any um, projects you got coming up? Uh, you can follow me everywhere. Uh, you can follow me on everything, everywhere, all at once at emigrate underscore drag. That is at E-M-I-G-R-A-T-E underscore D-R-A-G. I have brunch every Sunday, 2 p.m. at Dromedary Urban Tiki Bar with Nancy No Good as my co-host. And next Saturday, actually, is going to be the fifth year anniversary of A Plus The Pen Asian Drag Review. That's exciting. And who's on the lineup? Who's on the lineup? Uh, we have Untitled Queen, mm-hmm. uh, one of the cast members from Nightgowns. We have Angel Owl, who recently just did a campaign with Fluid Beauty. We have Juicy Lou, one of the OG aunties returning. The Binka Mama, also one of the aunties. And myself and DJ Ten Yards. Amazing. And that sounds is- like a fun party. It is $12 for advanced tickets on Eventbrite, and the ticket link is A plus five years. Everything's spelled A-P-L-U-S-F-I-V-E-Y-E-A-R-S dot eventbrite.com. If you pay us at the door, it's $15. You're also welcome to pay us 20 if you love us. That's amazing. Well, congratulations on that, and thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And... It was lovely Kiki, and I still don't have a roast for Poison Envy. I was like, I gotta think of a joke before this thing ends, and my brain is still empty. I am so sorry. That's all right. Next time. The biggest thanks to Emmy for coming on. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash blogstalk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.